Hey, listen, here's what I've learned about music and people who listen to music. If you're one of those people, there are really two or three different kinds of people, but really two. If you're really into music, like really, 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 really into music, your phone is loaded, you buy everything that comes out. Here's what I know about people who are really, 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 really into music. They know every word to every verse to every chorus and chorus to every song that's ever on right? And you may live with somebody like that, okay? Then there's people like me. I like music. I just don't like music that much, okay? And we, you may live with somebody like this, we only know the words to the chorus to some songs, right? And you know because if you're riding in the car with them, this is kind of what it sounds like. It sounds like this. Da, 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 hum, da, da. Baby, I'm starting with the man in the mirror. Where are my people at? Let me see my people. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. We listen to all kinds of things. Maybe you listen to leadership podcasts to grow. Maybe you listen to an audio book on your way to work. We listen to all kinds of things. This morning, I want to talk to you about who is it or what is it that you listen to when it comes to making great decisions. Those decisions in life, who is it that you listen to when, it, when you come? To, who do you listen to and to make great decisions? Now, this is important for us because... You and I, to some extent, are where we are today and who we are today because of the people we listened to or the people we didn't listen to, all right? Some of us would have done a whole lot better had we listened to our mamas a little bit more, right? Or our dads or our coaches or our instructors or our student pastors. We'd have done done a whole lot better. And if you're like me, You'd have done a whole lot better had you not listened to Dipstick, Ding-A-Ling, and Knucklehead that you hung out with as a kid, right? Some of the dumbest things I ever did, I was with those guys, and I regret those. And you and I probably could have avoided our greatest regrets or some of our regrets if we did not listen to certain people and spent more time listening to, one, listening to somebody else that was wiser than you and I. So who is it that you listen to when it comes to making wise decisions. Now, here's what I know about you because it's true about everybody on the planet. We all want to make really, really good decisions. Nobody wakes up every day going, I just want to ruin my life and make every bad decision today that I can make. We just don't do that. Here's the other thing that we all do. We typically think that we've got to go try to find wisdom. We've got to go uncover it. It's a treasure hunt, that it's this elusive thing that you and I have to go find and seek out. But today we're going to talk about how it is that we listen to the voice of wisdom and that it's not that hard to find. We're in the book of Proverbs today. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Proverbs chapter 1. If you have your phones, you can flip there. We're going to be in verse 20 and following. And if you didn't bring either one of those, the verses are going to be up on the screen for us to look at so you can follow along with us. Now, this book of Proverbs that we're in in this series called Wise Up is the book on wisdom. This is a great book. If you're not into reading the Bible, you've been thinking about, hey, I want to read, or where can I read? Proverbs is practical stuff. It's a great place for you to begin to read, to learn wisdom. The writer is Solomon. 
Solomon is noted as the most, the wisest man to have ever walked the planet. And what he's done is he has written for us these promises, these precepts, these principles that will help us live our lives. Solomon has gone into, into great depth. Here's what it is. It's insider information, right? If you wanted to make great investments and you could get a hold of some of the greatest financial minds and they gave you, here's what's going to happen in the stock market tomorrow, here's who's going to sell, who's going to do whatever, and you could get that insider information, that would be really, really valuable information. Solomon has said thousands of years ago, I want to write down these wise principles, these predictions, these promises that God has for our lives, and I'm going to write them down. So listen, you have access to some of the wisest material you'll ever have in your life, and we're going to check that book out today. Now, in this particular, this particular passage of Scripture, starting at verse 20, this is called Lady Wisdom. And in this passage, Solomon makes wisdom a she. And I am old enough now and finally wise enough to not say anything else about that, okay? We're just going to take it as wisdom, and we're going to move right past that, okay? And I want to remind you today that as we read these verses, I want to make this very clear. This is not God speaking to us. This is wisdom speaking to us. Solomon gives us some really, really good insights. Now, I want to give us a working definition before we get into it. If you're taking notes, this is your first fill-in for your notes. But here's our working definition for wisdom. Wisdom is what you would do if you were to take into account the way the world works. What would you do? How could you make a wise decision if you were to take into account the way the world works? These are the unavoidable cause and effect kind of things. These are the things that um, happen. They're age-old principles, insights that you and I can have. They're common sense kind of things for you and I. And Solomon says, let me just give you some basic common sense kind of things. If you stopped and looked around at the way the world works... What happens when people make that decision? What is the outcome from that? If you stopped and looked at the way the world works and what happens when everybody does that, I'll base my decision based on that. Culture doesn't listen to that. Culture doesn't do that, right? This isn't an American thing. This isn't a Christian thing. This is a thing thing, right? It's just the way the world works. And so that's what we're going to dive into now. Um, got my notes out of place. Here we go. Um, in the first verse, here's what Solomon's... Oh, let me give you a couple of examples first where this comes in true for us. How do you know that you're making wise decisions? Or what are some wise des- decisions to make? This is the way the world works. If you, if you wear a seatbelt, it's a wise thing to do, to which all of us go, yes, that's a wise thing to do. Automatically, statistically, you know you have a much better survival rate in a car crash if you have a seatbelt on than if you don't, Right? Here's another wise thing. You should at least graduate from high school, right? That's a wise thing to do. There's other education beyond that. That's great. But you should at least graduate from high school. Your income, the job opportunities, things increase once you do that. It's just a smart thing to do in our society and in our culture. Now, if you're like me and you're over 50, medically, doctors say this is something that you should do, right? You're 50, medically, you got to have this procedure done. What is it? It is a Oh, yeah, all right. Colonoscopy, if you didn't hear that, okay? 
Doctors say when you turn 50, you got to have this procedure done. It's a wise thing to do. I talked to my doctor, and he said, Tim, this is one of the only curable cancers we have, but you got to get screened to make it. Well, that's just common sense, isn't it? Why wouldn't we get screened then? Let me give you one more. You should not borrow money to pay for a depreciating asset. That's just wise counsel. Don't borrow money to pay for something that depreciates in value over time. See, these are just wise things. These are just the way the world works. And the problem, as obvious as all of that is, is you and I still have a hard time making wise decisions. We still make some pretty dumb moves. You've made financial decisions. I've made financial decisions. You've made health decisions. You've made academic decisions, entertainment decisions, that you and I would say, that's the dumbest thing I've ever done. Why? Because we made unwise choices. So Solomon says to you and I, in these verses, I want you to listen to what wisdom has to say. Look at verse 20 with me as we move forward through these scriptures. Verse 20 says this, out in the open, wisdom calls aloud. She raises her voice in the public square. Here's what this verse says. This verse means, imagine a woman standing out at the intersection, out at the parking lot at Publix, out at the entrance to the mall, and she's calling out loudly. Wisdom is calling out loudly. Look at the next verse. On top of the wall, she cries out, and at the city gate, she makes her speech. What this means is, wisdom is not hard to find. It's calling out loud for everybody to hear. It's not difficult to hear her or to see her. This is available for everybody. So wisdom is there. It's calling. Are we listening to what wisdom is saying? Then Solomon points out three types of people that are unwise or make unwise decisions. The first in verse 22 it says, "How long will you who are simple love your simple ways. That's the first fill-in. Simple peace people translates to naive people or young people who've not lived on the planet long enough to understand how the world works. And you know that. If you have a young person, if you've raised children, you know that. They're just not wise enough yet to learn all of that. It's the way the world works, but they don't have enough life experience. Now, to you teenagers, college students, young adults, listen very carefully. How long is it going to take you to understand that those who are older than you and wiser than you could be learned from? They have wisdom. They have time on their hands. They have experience behind them. Don't neglect that. And, young person, listen, You only have a a once-in-a-lifetime chance to be 16, and your decisions can ruin some of that. You only get a a once-in-a-lifetime chance to be 18 or 21, so don't get behind the eight ball. Be wise and seek out and look and listen to wise counsel. The second person is this. How long will you mockers delight in mockery? The second person is the mocker. Now, the mocker is somebody who makes fun of people who make the right decision, or they make fun of making the right decisions, and you may work with somebody like that. You may know them. They're like, oh, you're not going with us after work, are you? Oh, that's right. You go to church. 
sorry, right? They make fun of those who want to do the right thing. They enjoy making fun of what is right and what is true, and they will not make wise decisions. The second person who doesn't make wise choices is the fool. It says, and fools hate knowledge. Now, a fool is somebody who knows the right thing to do. They just don't care, right? And you've you've done this. You've got somebody, hey, you probably ought to stop doing that. You could shoot your eye out, or you're going to break your leg. You're going to get hurt. And they go, I know. Wait, why do you do it? I don't care, right? They say, I don't care. Hey, listen, you're going to have to file for bankruptcy if that doesn't come through. You're taking a really big chance. I don't care. Hey, listen, you're going to get hurt by this guy. You met him there. You did that. You have a record about that. This, I don't care, right? A fool is a person who just don't care. A fool refuses to be taught. They don't want to listen to the voice of wisdom. So there's the simple, the mocker, and the, and the fool. And this morning, wisdom says, don't be them. Now watch this. Look at verse 23. Repent at my rebuke, wisdom says. In other words, turn in my direction. If you're making unwise choices, all you've got to do to get wisdom is repent or turn. Our pastor would say, unhitch that wagon that's dragging you down and get away from it. Repent, turn in my direction and say, I want to listen to you, wisdom, and turn in my direction. Then, the Bible says, then, this is interesting, once you decide to listen to wisdom, after you agree to do that, I will pour out my thoughts to you. I will make known to you my teachings. Wisdom says, listen, it's, I'm calling out in the streets, and if you're not listening, turn in my direction and listen to me, because when you listen to me, I will make known to you the right thing to do. I will help you make the right kind of decision. Do you know that America could have avoided the financial crisis we went through in 2008, 2009, had we listened to the voice of wisdom? But we decided instead as a country to mock wisdom, and greed and discontentment was shouting out in the streets, and we turned in their direction. And we know how that turned out for us. We decided to walk away from what was wise. Let me give you a little sidebar here. There's also an enemy to gaining wisdom. And you've probably been here. I've been here. The enemy to making wise choices and to being wise is this thing we call passion. Passion. You know what passion is. Passion is I want, right? Have you seen the new Chevy Camaros? I want, right? Some of us even change it to I, oh yeah, okay, I'm not the only one, right? You've seen the Chevy Camaro, all right, good. I can't, I I would never be able to drive one, I'd be too afraid to have it, right? Our passion, young lady comes and says, I'm going I'm going out with him. You're going out with him. Have you seen him, Tim? Oh. Oh. Hot. Hot. And he asked me out, right? I want. Passion is the enemy 
of making wise choices. Here's what's happened. We skip right over wisdom because I want, and then we say something like this, but I'll be careful. Like being careful will make up for making a stupid decision, right? Passion is the enemy to wisdom. Look at verses 24 and 25. But, but since you refuse to listen when I call. Wisdom is saying, you didn't listen. You didn't turn in my direction. And no one pays attention when I stretch out my hand. Since you disregard all of my advice and my rebuke. In other words, what wisdom is saying, you didn't listen to me. You decided not to make the wise decision. You didn't listen to me. Look at verse 26. I will turn, I, I in turn will laugh when disaster strikes you. To which you say, man, that doesn't sound like the God I know. To which is where I remind you, this is not God speaking. This is wisdom. This is the way the world works. Choose to do something. Choose to walk away from a wise decision and make the wrong decision, and you'll have to pay the consequences for that. All of us do. This will happen personally. This can happen professionally. This can happen in your organization and it can happen nationally. This is a thing thing for everybody. Wisdom, in turn, will laugh when disaster strikes. In other words, there's circum- uh, circumstances are coming. Consequences are coming. Look what it says. I will mock when calamity overtakes you. Now wisdom will be the one poking fun when you're having to deal with the consequences, the negative consequences of your unwise decision. Wisdom doesn't play games with us. Wisdom says, I'll be the one mocking you when calamity strikes. And listen, this doesn't matter whether you believe in God or not. This is for everybody. Your neighbor who doesn't go to church, the heathen that you work with, the person who's running away from God, or you who want to have a relationship with God. Wisdom does not play games. They'll be the one poking fun. Look at verse 27. When calamity begins to overtake you like a storm... When disasters sweep over you like a whirlwind, when distress and troubles overwhelm you, suddenly the air gets cool, suddenly the wind begins to blow, you pick up your head and you realize there's the storm. I'm in the midst of it. I've got consequences that I've got to deal with. And this is a promise from Solomon through the voice of wisdom, ignore wisdom and you're going to have to pay. These are all promises, warnings, age-old insights, and predictions that Solomon has given us. Now listen, let me have your attention. If you've been counting light bulbs, you zoned out. Check here a second, okay? Look here, everybody. What is it in us? What is that thing in us that makes us think that we are going to be the only person in all of history to ever get out of the consequences of making that particular decision? Nobody ever escapes that, and yet I think I am going to avoid them. What is that in us that makes us do that? Verse 28, there's another one of these. Then, okay, now you got to pay for the consequences. Now they're on you. Now you're scrambling. Then, um, then they will call to me. When the bottom falls out, 
Wisdom says, you're going to call to me. You're going to go, oh, no, what am I going to do? When everything begins to unravel, when you've got to file for bankruptcy, when things are, are starting to fall apart, then they will call to me. And you'll start saying, I've got to get my act together. I've got to change my habits. I've got to do whatever I can to get my wife and kids back. I've got to stop doing so much of that because it has so much, so much bad effects on my life. Why is it that we go to counselors and pastors after all of that happens We ought to be doing that beforehand. Help me figure this out. Help me make wise decisions. He goes on to say, but I will not answer. Wisdom says, I won't answer. You're going to call, but I'm not picking up the line. They will look at me, and they will not find me. What this means is, when you and I ignore the voice of wisdom for a period of time, or for a season of our life, or for some of us our entire lives, When we need to hear the voice of wisdom, it becomes very, very difficult to hear her voice to us. Verse 29 says this, Since they hated knowledge and did not choose to fear the Lord. You hated wisdom. You hated doing the right thing. You were more interested in your passion and what you wanted in life, and you walked away from God, and you didn't fear the Lord. Since they would not accept my advice, the next verse says, They would not accept my advice and spurn my rebuke. They will eat the fruit of their ways, and they will be filled with the fruit of their schemes. This means that sometimes in life, the way the world works is there are unavoidable circumstances that you and I are going to have to have. And there's no short-term fix for those things. Yeah, sure, God will take you back. God will forgive you. He'll reinstate you and bring you back. But you know that sometimes there are circumstances that you are not going to have to be able, you're not going to be able to get out of. You can't pay your way out. You can't vote your way out. And you can't blame your way out. You're stuck with the consequences of unwise decisions. And a lot of us have been there at this place. Verse 32, for the waywardness Back up one for me, Deb, thanks. For the waywardness of the simple will kill them, and the complacency or arrogance of the fools will destroy them. Remember, this is not God. God doesn't come to destroy. You've made your own bed, wisdom says, and now you've got to lie on it. You did it to yourself. Now, verse 33. Thank goodness for verse 33 at the end of this chapter. It's a promise to you and I. Look what wisdom says to us. But... Whoever listens to me, look, look at, let me, these verses, if you want to have wisdom, turn in my direction and listen. But what we did is we didn't turn and we wanted to do our own thing. And when we do our own thing, calamity happens and consequences happen and we get all wrapped up and and wisdom says, listen, you got to pay the price for the things that you've done. I'm not angry at you. You just got to pay the price. You got to do that. But whoever listens to me, this is what we want. We'll live in safety. Don't you want that? will be at ease in life and without fear of harm. Wisdom says, this verse says, at any given time, you can start making great decisions. You're not stuck in making bad decisions. Wisdom says you can turn and you can make wise decisions. um, Your next temptation, your next decision is right around the corner. You're going to have it tomorrow when you get to work. You're going to have it this afternoon when you're with your family. 
You're going to have it tonight when you turn on the TV. Your next decision is right around the corner. And what wisdom says is this can be a different decision than what you typically make. If you're willing to be wise and listen to my instruction, wisdom is available and wants to speak to you and I. That's why the most clarifying and penetrating question you and I can ask, here's your fill-in, is what is the wise thing to do? If you and I would adopt this particular question into our life before we make those decisions, should I move in with him? What is the wise thing to do? Should I buy that? What is the wise thing to do? Should I do that deal at work? What is the wise thing to do? Should I eat more of that? What is the wise thing to do? Should I drink that much of that? What is the wise thing to do? Should I go there with them? What is the wise thing to do? Listen, here's how you make, this, here's how you make great decisions. Think about this. You ask this question, what is the wise thing to do? Based on my past experience... Based on my future hopes and dreams and how the world works, what is the wise thing for me to do? Let me break it down for you. My past experiences, every time I'm with them, this is what happens and it doesn't turn out well. Every time I decide to do that, this is what happens. Every time financially, this is what happens. Based on my past experience, maybe it's good. Every time I do that, something good happens. Based on my past experience, what's the wise thing to do? Based on my future hopes and dreams, this is where I want. I want my company to go here. I want my family to be this. I want to have this and do this for God. My future hopes and dreams. And then, today, how does the world work? What would be the wise thing for you and I to do? It's a great question for you and I to ask. There's another one. You could turn to wisdom And you could ask wisdom, hey, what do you suggest? Just give me a hint, wisdom. What do you suggest? Relationally, wisdom, what do you suggest? I suggest you not go out with her. I suggest you not move in with them. Relationally, wisdom, what do you suggest? I suggest you do this, right? We don't like these questions because they bring clarity to our decision, right? And we don't like clarity. We like Camaros, Right? We like passion. We like I want. Academically, what do you suggest, wisdom? With my entertainment decisions and my entertainment budget, what do you suggest, wisdom? When it comes to my health, what do I suggest? What do you suggest for me? Financially, with my business, asking this question, wisdom, what do you suggest? Would you be willing to invite wisdom into the decisions of your life. And if not this morning, can I ask you, why not? It's available to everybody, whether you believe in God or not. I want to challenge and encourage every one of us here this morning to invite the voice of wisdom into every area of our life. And that's a decision that you'll never regret. Wisdom is calling, Solomon said. Wisdom is calling out loud. The question is, are you listening? I'm going to ask you to stand. We're going to close in a word of prayer. Our prayer partners are going to come forward. And they're down front. Maybe you've 
just blown it. Or you're tired of making those really bad decisions. They're here to pray with you, to encourage you. So come forward and talk with them. But let me pray for us this morning before we go. Father, thank you. This can be so convicting to me and to us. We've shut you out and wisdom out for a long time. Some of us for a really, really long time. No wonder we're where we're at today, Father. I pray that we all would find in this message a message of hope that we could live in ease and we can live with fear of harm and that you would remind each one of us that we're not outside your love, your grace, and your forgiveness. You take us back. Wisdom's kind of tough, Lord, and it's tough on us, but thank you for taking us back no matter what it is that we've done. Would you show us and each one of us what to do next? For the person here this morning, God, that says, not me, Would you break that spirit of pride in them? And would you remind them of this message that you will forgive them when the bottom falls out of their situation? Would you give us the wisdom to know what to do? Would you give us the courage to do it even when it's hard? It's in your son's name that we pray. Amen. Have a great week. Make wise choices.